0: What is up everybody? Welcome back to the Habit of Happiness podcast. My name is Trent and today is going to be a solo episode actually. Indy and I thought it would be a cool idea just to try and you know just do a solo episode and see really what's been on our own hearts and share that with you guys and see if you connect well. So today I'm going to talk about stress and anxiety, um, you know where society places our value and then how to break the pattern of stress and anxiety if you're stuck in the cycle of that so i hope you guys enjoy how is it going everybody my name is trent and today if you didn't hear from the intro we are doing a solo episode on the podcast so today i'm going to be talking about stress and anxiety i think this is just something that has been in my life and i think plenty of people could take something away just from my experiences my stories really um, you know what has brought out stress and anxiety in my life and really just talk about what that looks like in society today because I think it's um, just a really relevant factor as we continue to grow and progress as a whole um, so I'm excited for it this will be a really cool episode and opportunity. so first Let me just dive into just the basic definitions of each of these. So stress can be defined as a state of mental or emotional strain or tension from adverse or demanding circumstances. Um, That sounds pretty simple. You know, it's like there's this big project going on. I don't have much time to complete it. Um, You're going to be a little stressed out. You're going to be like, oh, yeah, this is a big project. You know, it's worth it. Um, a big portion of my grade or even when it relates to work, you say, oh, yeah, I have a, I have a busy day today or there's a big client coming in. Um, I don't know if I'm fully ready. So, I'm, you know, you're stressing about it. You're like, Phew, you know, maybe you got a drop of sweat rolling down your face, something like that. That's me. You'll see my cheeks get red when I'm stressed out or in some situation like that. Um, but that's pretty simple. And I think all of us have truly felt that feeling before it's almost hard to put an exact pin down on what stress feels like because when i say stress i don't think necessarily of like mental or emotional strain i don't think of that i think of just the feeling that i get in situations where i'm like oh here we go like we got to do this <laughs> um, I, I think you guys will probably understand what i'm saying there and then for anxiety Anxiety is a feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease, typically about an immediate or uncertain event. So, um, I think here again, this is like this is a feeling. It literally says a feeling of something. Um, I think that's really the best way to try to define it because I couldn't give you an exact way of what anxiety is in my life. I think one part that I really resonate well with when it comes to the definition of this is just an uncertain event Um, obviously we have this great thing called life and nothing is truly certain with what's going around us Um, but it's also really cool to see that this is just how we live sometimes and one thing that i really wanted to hit on just as we start um, with the definitions and just trying to understand a little bit better before we dive into some topics about stress and anxiety is just the idea that these are normal human responses to situations like i think there's a lot of build up right now to say you know you can't be stressed out you can't be anxious you know what can i do to fix these stresses and anxieties like this is not good um but truly this is our body's natural response to situations like think of any time, everyone will resonate to this probably unless you're just a great public speaker. I, I don't know. Um, but think about the fact of like you're about to go up in front of your class for the first time and give a speech. Like you're going to be anxious. You're going to be nervous. I remember senior year of high school, I took a speech class and I was like sweating during my speech because of how just I was anxious. I was worried I was going to mess up. And the day before, I was stressed about it. I was like, oh my gosh, like, I've never done this before. Like, how is this going to work? But that's a normal response for your body. I mean, it's through uncertain situations. So when I look back on times like that, I'm like, you know, maybe it helped me out. You know, the nerves maybe just pushed me over the edge. And hopefully I did well in that time. I I think I did well in that class. But, you know, it's just like it is a natural response and I think sometimes people will put that natural response into a state of oh this is not good you know like big big projects big clients big events stuff like that like they're bigger events so you probably will feel you know stress and anxiety more so in those times and I think that's perfectly okay I think when We talk about how society right now defines, you know, stress and anxiety. I think a lot of it is the idea of like continuous or I guess you could say like chronic stress and anxiety where we allow, you know, these states of mental being or a feeling to really dominate most of our days. Um, You know, I think this is where we really talk about the mental illness aspect of it because it's like i said it's a normal response but when you're allowing that stuff to control your life you know your day-to-day flow stuff like that i think that's really um when it comes to the illness part of it um so i just i did some quick research on this because i'm i'm a little ignorant to really you know how many people deal with this um you know how common it is you know what that really looks like in today so i went to hopefully the best source, which is the anxiety and depression association of America. I, it looked pretty trustworthy, but I mean, when I saw the statistics, I honestly didn't doubt them. So what they said was basically around 18% of the population in the United States. That's over 18. Um, they are diagnosed with, um, a mental illness, whether it's anxiety, you know, there's a whole array of different ones. Um, And I I was thinking about that, I was like, okay, so one of five adults around me can be diagnosed with anxiety or something like that. And that was kind of alarming to me when I first thought about that, because I think of work, and I'm like, okay, I work around, let's just say, 13 to 15 adults every day. So then that's like two or three of them could be diagnosed with a mental illness related to anxiety. Uh, I, that just like shocked me, um, to know that figure. Um, then I guess the next statistic that really just stood out to me, they had a bunch on there. Um, but was the idea that women are twice as likely to be diagnosed with, um, the mental illness stuff or something like anxiety. Uh, this one just (laughs) like, I don't know, some, for some reason, this one just hit in like a different spot where I was like, Why is it that women are feeling this way? Um, So that was like a lot of the internal dialogue I had with myself when I was looking at these statistics was just like, why is it that we are feeling this way right now, like as a whole? It's not just like, yes, women definitely do feel it, but I know males do feel it too. You know, we might not be always the ones to share it, but I mean, I know in my life I've felt it plenty of times and I'm just like, It's the feeling and you know it. Um, So I thought I'd kind of run through where society kind of places a lot of this stuff and then where society also has its value because I think the way society views, you know, mental illness, stress, anxiety, stuff like that, and then where the values are, they kind of, not kind of, I think they do contradict each other, you know. Um, So first I think, Just society as a whole, how it is viewing, you know, mental illnesses, anxiety, stress, depression. Um, I just the way that I have always seen it and I've tried to become a little knowledgeable on the situation is the fact that society is really pushing to understand these mental illnesses a lot more Um, for me. So personally, um, when I went through the recruiting processes last year. Um, every company I talked to, no matter if they were like a big accounting firm, little accounting firm, you know, financial company or just like, you know, any corporate company like, you know, like any, you could say like Dell. I recorded on a Dell computer or, you know, Yeti or Patagonia. They are all talking about something along the lines of um, be well, work well, which is I think one of, that's literally one of the company's slogans actually, which is the idea that, you know, you as a person have to be well to do well around you. Um, and a lot of them, a lot of them focus on, you know, the mental aspect of it. I mean, even when we went into quarantine, um, just I use business school, they gave us like a free membership or subscription to Headspace. And if you guys don't know what Headspace is, um, I guess I'll just give them a shout out on our podcast here. Um, basically, Um, I love the name of it though. Headspace is the name is just awesome to what they do. Um, but I guess you could kind of boil it down to, you know, like meditations, like mindfulness, like guided mindfulness times, um, stuff like that, like stuff to help you sleep, like, um, you know, guided stories, stuff like that. And, you know, obviously they do that for a reason because they're worried for people to be anxious, you know, stressed out, stuff like that. I mean. So then going back to companies, you know, they have this Be Well, Work Well, and it's like they're they're providing gym memberships for you. They're providing, like, the Calm app for you. Um, there's, there's this other website that I know one of the companies helps pay for. It's called Brain FM, and it's used for while you're working really to just, um, you know, I don't know the exact science behind it, but it's crazy. It's like to shift your mind so that you're focused on the work that you have in front of you and you're not um, just thinking about all the surrounding things. So it really is to help you focus. And I think of a lot of those things with just how society is viewing it. You know, society also does talk about just the alarming rate of how much this is increasing in, you know, young teens, especially high schoolers, um, those going into college, those just graduating, trying to start a family. I mean, I wish I could see truly the trend of how, how many people experienced this 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, 100 years ago versus now. Because I'm sure the statistics of it right now are showing that it's way more prevalent. And I think that's just easy to see for us. Um, but I think overall the big takeaways from just how society views it is the idea that Society, it really is viewing it, like it's taking it and it's, I think we're changing to the fact of, you know, how important is it? Um, But then I think (laughs) the contradicting side is, especially for people my age, around 20 years old, um, definitely in high school, definitely in college, maybe right out of college. It's, you know, what does society place their value on people for? Um, I think this is... (laughs) We could, Indy and I could talk about this forever. I mean, I think it's it's a hard balance here on what society almost expects of people. Because, I mean, that's even like a weird topic to even say. Like, our whole groups around us like expect people to act, act just like a certain way, be a certain stereotype, something like that. And I think, I you know, I think being from where I'm from, like, there's definitely, like, a stereotype um, on, like, my area, or, like, going to my high school. Like, there's a stereotype. It's, like, rich like Southwest kids. And then that's, like... And that's just, like, what society values from us. So, I was thinking... I was trying to go pretty broad when I was thinking through this and really see, okay, what... What does society really value most right now? So, I was thinking... um you know, I was thinking of the perfectionist, like, mentality of where, like, you have to be good looking, you have to, like, dress with style, um, you know, kind of be a little trendy, um, your performance, like, you have to do the very best you can in, like, every situation, like, if you're not performing a certain way, um, you're not doing well, um, you got to be outgoing, you know, you got to be friendly, you got to be able to just talk to everyone, um, you know, be in school, be someone who's popular, know a lot of people, like, always be connected, Um, you know, relationships are huge in society today, where society's telling you, like, being in relationships are, like, number one priority, Um, like, you, like, that's where your foundation is, is in relationships, like, more than just friendships, when I say relationships, like, you know, dating, stuff like that, and I think that's, like, a lot of what society, like, tries to push on us, whether it's from, like, TV shows, um, I don't know, I don't watch very much news, so I don't think I'm to the age of sitting down and watching news all the time. (laughs) But, um, you know, from like TV shows, like social media, which I'm going to hit on in a second, like stuff like that, like there's a lot of pressures that especially young adults feel because I think it's just the idea that they have to grow up in a society to where, okay, what happens when I go to the workforce? And like, I'm not prepared for that or something along those lines. It's like, we want to be prepared and we want to fit in. And I think that's why it's just so hard right now. I think this is why it also does add stress and anxiety to people. is just because we're expected to be a certain way in whatever groups we're around, just off of what society is valuing right now. Yet society is also bringing mental illness and other things like that to the forefront of this battle. Um, So I see a lot of contradiction there. And I think that's where um, it almost scares me for those who are growing up right now to the fact of they might not have that guidance to say, okay, this is truly where your values in and what society values does not mean it is best for you. And it doesn't mean it's you at all. And that's not really what is building you up. So I said I was going to talk on social media because I think, I think this is just such a interesting thing of where we build our value from or where society builds our value from right now. It's, it's a hard balance because even this podcast, I don't know if you'd say like a podcast website would be a social media platform. I think it'd be just more a media platform, honestly. Um, but like if you guys have anchor and you ever send us a message on there, like that's probably a social media platform and that's what we use. Um, but I, I always think it's so interesting when it comes to social media because, you know, like it came out when I was pretty young. Like I don't, I don't even remember when I got Instagram. I know I got Twitter late. I got Snapchat later. Um, but there was obviously like Facebook, Facebook, I have one, but you know, it's like Probably a little bit for the older generation now. Or I know there was like MySpace, which is like a music website or something now, I think. Um, but that was for like people just who grew up before me. I'd say MySpace was their thing. And I think one of the biggest things that I've always seen on these social media sites is people trying to just post their best selves. And I I don't think People wanting to show their best selves is a bad thing inherently. Like I think, you know, okay, so let me just give an example. So if you're going to meet a guy or girl's parents for the first time, you're gonna show your best foot. Like you're gonna step forward with your best foot. You know what I mean? Like you're you're not gonna go like probably dress like a slob or like you know, you know, probably shave, like maybe throw a little cologne on for the guys. Like I I don't know. But I just imagine like you're not just gonna go walk into this situation like completely blinded, like in your worst condition. Like if you know about it, you're probably going to, you know, try to look just a little nicer than normal, you know, maybe smile a little bit more, um, have a little bit better conversation, you know, maybe a little bit more of whimsical conversations, big, big thoughts, you know, something like that. <laughs> and, you know, I think I see that a lot on social media. Um, and I think, just with Instagram and Snapchat, especially, you know, when it's posting pictures, um, stuff like that, you know, with captions, you're always going to show the best sides of your life. So it's easy to see when like someone's traveling, like something awesome happened, you know? And I I think that's a good thing. Like you want to show those big important moments of your life when like you feel good, um, about the situation or something like that. Um, but then also, I think I've just noticed what social media does as a whole to our society where it's like, we feel like we need to look a certain way if we're going to post something or, you know, if we take a picture with our friends and one of them like just doesn't, it's not their best picture, <laughs> if you want to say that, like, they'd be like, no, like, you can't post it. And it's like, it's just like, it's a picture of you, like, you know, and people are so worried about how they look and like what is going to be portrayed on the internet to them and just those around them. And I think that's where um, there's just been a fault of social media, not to like the creator's fault, but just how we as a society um, have just grown and raised social media is that like you have to be perfect on it. And if you're not perfect on it or the pictures, like you probably get made fun of or like someone's going to talk about it behind your back. Like I, you know, like on my Instagram account, like I have plenty of followers, but I think even for me right now, if I were to post like a bad picture or like a picture where, I don't know, maybe it was embarrassing or something, I'd be like, I don't know, someone would probably say something to me or like I'd probably get made fun of and then I'd be like, okay, I'm definitely never doing that again (laughs) or like something like that, you know, it's just like there's pressure to be like a certain way on social media and I I think throughout high school, I saw a lot of this where it was just like, especially mainly in, like, girls, like, you know, going back to the statistic of, you know, women are twice as likely to have, um, you know, anxiety and stress and stuff like that. Um, I see it, I've seen it a lot in girls to where um, it's, like, their pictures, whatever they're posting, like has to be, like, perfect. And I think that's just where social media is, like, starting to build that trend of what is valued today um i definitely don't agree with that trend at all it's, it's a hard one wanting to make podcasts that help people and then um, wanting to use social media to promote that wellness yet we're still part of that influence of social media it's where it's like are we putting our best foot forward or are we just being genuine genuine with what we want to share um and i think I think that's been a hard balance for me, at least to, you know, want to post an Instagram story, just like shouting at the podcast or something like that. Like, I don't want to always just be the person that's putting my entirely best foot forward and making someone else feel like they need to be living this sort of life, you know, making a podcast, stuff like that. Like, that's not them. This is something I want to do, but I never want to portray that to someone else. Um, Then I think. This last thing I'll probably hit on social media and how it's like trending to make our, you know, value today um, is just the idea of, you know, when you're on social media, you see so many different of the best sides of people like, you know, say you follow 100 people and they post every once in a while, like you're seeing 100 people's best sides And then there's it's so easy to make comparisons like, you know, what am I doing right now? what are they wearing? Like, are they like looking good? Like what, what's going on there? And I think that's just one fault that I've seen in social media and myself to where I'm like, oh, these people are experiencing like these awesome things. Um, then I, I think I might be like a little anxious or like feel stressed out if like I'm not doing those things. So social media is like a super interesting thing when it comes to adding value in our society and how that relates to anxiety and stress and just young people right now growing up who use it but I think it's good to recognize some of these things so even right now for me like the only social media I have is snapchat and I don't really use it either so but that's just me right now like some people can do very well with all their social medias Um, so that was just a little tangent on um, you know how society values stress and anxiety and then how society is also contradicting itself with where it's creating our value from so now i kind of just want to talk to you know how what are some things that i've seen to break this stress and anxiety um so i just want to reiterate again you know these two factors they are our natural response like it's okay to feel stressed out or anxious like it's There's no way you're going to be able to eliminate this from your life entirely. You know, some people might be like, oh, I wish I could do that. Like, you know, honestly, I think some stress helps me out sometimes. Or like feeling a little anxious on the situation, like gets my nerves going. And like, I don't even necessarily think that's a bad thing. Um, So I talked a lot about value and, you know, what society values. And I think one of the best ways to really break out of the trap of, you know, anxiety and stress is to learn what it means to love yourself And furthering that um, learning what your value is you know I'd it's easy for people to place a value on you but you truly knowing what your value is by taking the time to invest in yourself um, whether that be alone just reading journaling um, you know learning about yourself and you know how you can love yourself and where your value really lies um, I think that's just a great way to really start fighting back against all of the anxieties and stresses around you um, that are there today. And then I think another way is just find healthy friendships. Like it's it's easy in high school and like college to have a lot of friendships, you know, and I would almost guarantee a lot of them aren't that healthy. So I would just encourage all of you to find probably a smaller more tight-knit group of people who you can go to about your stresses your anxieties you know people who can whether it's pray over you just talk you through situations share their life experiences stuff like that like I just want to encourage you guys to find those people and it's hard to do that it's hard to find people who you truly connect with and and just really can share and be vulnerable like this it's hard but I think Honestly, just another step to that of where it starts is just being vulnerable, um, putting yourself out there and saying, hey, I, I'm i not doing well with these anxieties right now. Something like that. I just want to encourage you guys, you know, find some solid people in your life. As Indy and I have found just a small group of people who I feel like I could go to any of them and share um, about these different things, anxieties, stresses that I'm feeling in my life. Um, you know, social media, that's one thing just... I would encourage you guys to think through, um, when it comes to breaking stresses and anxiety, think about your use of social media, um, what it means to you, how often do you use it, do you build any value from it, um, do you lose value from it, you know, I just want you guys to think about that when it comes to, um, you know, breaking the, like, barrier of stress and anxiety, um, and then I just want you guys to think about, like, you know, like, where do you find solace in, um, you know, it's... I think it's common to find solace in, you know, romantic relationships, or like putting all your emotions and trust into someone else. Um, but I, I promise you guys, I promise that person, if you're putting all of your, you know, bad energy, trusting on them, relying on them to really um, heal you, they will fall short, <laughs> and that's like. I mean, it's happened to me time and time again. It's going to happen to everyone. Someone is going to fall short no matter what. And you really just building all of your anxieties and putting all these negative things into this person to have you um, just feel better. It's not the way. So that's why I want to go back to the first point that I said. Just search yourself. um, Find what love means to you where your value is and then honestly just finding solace i think it's just for me it's in my faith honestly that's what it is just trusting in god and knowing that i have comfort there at any time that i need it may not be exactly what i want but it's truly what i need in any time of stress and anxiety um so then i had just i thought i'd wrap up with some questions that really have always resonated in my mind when it comes to these topics so um, you know this questions um, from Matthew six twenty-seven, actually but I think it's a great question um, even if you're not a believer just to really think about um, it's just the idea that can you add any more time to your life while you're being or feeling anxious like truly do you guys think you can add more time by being anxious <laughs> I I love this question because it's like, well, no, I don't think that. But it's like I still feel this way. <laughs> and um, I think that's always the spot where I'm stuck at is like I know I'm not benefiting myself, but I can't help it. And I think that's where, you know, you go back to, you know, what what do you find solace in? You know, are there those around you to encourage you, to love on you? And, you know, where's your value at in this situation? Um, you know, then this is one this is one big question, this next one. Um, when I was thinking about my high school experience and some people around me, um, just the question of being, you know, uh, you know, I'm in a cycle of anxiety. I am always stressed out about stuff. I don't have great friends around me to um, just uplift me and encourage me. Um, you know, it's the norm right now to be stressed and anxious. I'm trying to fit in but it's just like not doing the trick and it's then it's like what what do i do in this situation honestly for me my biggest step of just encouragement if you're in a situation like this is find time alone and just really think about and journal i would i would really encourage you guys to journal with this you know what what is my value and what is going on around me like just completely writing it all out i think i say spend time alone because i think it's easy even when you're with your friends kind of just make those other thoughts like a little null or you just don't think about them very much and i just want to encourage you guys like really take time alone even if it's like a weekend two weekends like not hanging out with your friends on a normal schedule you know going hiking getting outside going somewhere where you can just clear your mind i think that is like the one thing I could really encourage someone as the first step on if you're stuck in this cycle of anxiety, bad friends, um, following norms, just get out and clear your mind and really journal, write down, think through what's going on. And from there, you know, I would say step two is just find that one person, you know, is grounded, humble, and you can go to and really just pour your heart out onto, and just say, like, this is this is where my life's at right now. Um, You know, there's many other steps after that, but I think those would be the first two strong steps I would encourage you guys to all take when it comes to dealing with these stressors and anxieties and being in a situation where you're stuck in the cycle of it then. Thank you all for listening to the podcast today about stress and anxiety. I know I had a great time recording this episode and just diving into my thoughts of what it means to be stressed and anxious and how society values us and then how we break that with truly just loving ourselves and knowing our own value. I want to leave you guys with this question that I said in the podcast because I think it's really relevant to ask yourself. Um, when you're stuck in the cycle of this and then the question just is can you add any more time to your life being anxious i just want to leave you guys with that and see what your thoughts are so i hope you guys enjoyed and we will see you guys in our next episode which might be indie solo episode see you guys then